Everybody, it's the Way of Rock podcast with Jeff and Jack, episode sixty-eight. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing. Yeah, I got. Uh, I'm floating along. You're always just floating along. You're never. You never come in here and you're like, I'm doing awesome. Well, uh, I'm not a person that uh, I just do. I get by. I live. Episode sixty eight. What is that? What do you got? I got. Not, we're in on. I we're in the number range that I can't do anything. I don't know. I don't know offensive linemen. I can't even believe. There's there's like one that's like loosely in my head, but I can't. What do you? What is it? I can't pull it out. I just know that there's a jersey. I don't. I could. Do you remember your very first year of football? <laughs> I I didn't I wasn't planning on counting that no. That's all I have is I guess fourth grade football sure. <laughs> uh, I remember so bad I think even then you wanted ninety nine. Yeah, I wanted a nine double. And you didn't get that till like eighth grade. No, I didn't get it. Well, uh, yeah, I didn't get it till my my final year. But uh, and then as soon as I got ninety nine, and because I had ninety nine in baseball all the way all the way through, uh, basically. But as soon as I got 99 in football, I, I switched to 33 in baseball and played my final year of, years of baseball as, uh, at 33. Aren't you glad you don't have to choose numbers anymore? No, I I mean, I guess, sure, but it was always easy. It was go for 99, take 33. Um, I, and not you can't take 33 in football because there's stupid rules and... In, in footballness of Th- those it. rules are barely hung on to i mean there's guidelines but i remember even watching football when i was a kid you would see a, a random receiver number 12 or something like that and they just I, I don't know how hard they stick to those they just loosened it and a bunch of people were upset quarterbacks were being like how am i supposed to know that they're on my team if they're number 14 rather than 33 and then I don't know. I don't follow football because it's um boring. Well, yeah, it's it's a really really bad sport. Um you know, I I like to watch sports that are exciting and fun and things happen. I say as we talk about baseball all the time. Um baseball is different though. It's not meant to be Yeah, it's like a I game mean, of chess. I mean, there's there's thrilling moments, but yes, it's like a game of chess. Or it used to be before they brought in all the video game rules. But baseball as it's designed is a game of chess. It's, yeah. it's not meant to be done in two hours and and move on with your day. It's it's just a a slow moving strategic, you know, game. And the the people that are currently in charge are are trying to do away with that. But that's another that's another podcast. All right. Hey, welcome everybody. I want to thank everyone for listening, and if you would like to support this podcast by not only listening, but purchasing gear, and the holidays are coming up, you can go to our website, it's thewayofrock.com, and click through to the store, use the promo code ROCK1, R-O-C-K, the number one, and you can save yourself 15% on anything in our store. So 
do that for us. In the meantime, we've got some new music to talk about today. A couple of new singles and the new album from Alter Bridge has come out. Uh, you also, I would also argue that the new Slipknot album came out. It did, and we can talk about that as well. Um, yeah, music's music's releasing as this, we have our production meeting during the show. This, uh, well, you don't run your ideas by me. I, I do it almost every day. So, the new Rival Sons uh, single, which is a funny little thing about it, when I played it, is we're at the part of the year where albums for 2023 are being um, announced, which is always fun whenever you you go to listen to something and, it, and it's supposed to come out the, the year after. And you're like, oh, we're already all the way through 2022. We're going to go into 2023 now. Um, and I can't name another record coming out in 2023 other than this Rival Sons record. But uh, that was a fun thing that I noticed when I listened to it earlier today. Yeah, it's supposed to come out in March and the new single is Nobody Wants to Die. And I really dig it. Yeah, it's very crowbotty. Okay. I, um, I, I don't mind that comparison. Um I yeah, that's the comparison I have. It's um I don't know. Rival Sons has their their sound that they that they stick to. I think they kinda go away I don't want to say go away from that, but they kinda go in a different direction. Well that sound totally works for them. I mean No, it does. I I'm I'm not I'm not yelling at Rival Sons, I'm just observing what I um just have noticed from the last few albums, I thought this was a little bit different compared to what we had been getting. Yeah, I think it's got kind of a theme, just judging by it, what they've it, done on their, it, their social media in the last couple of weeks. Like the the album cover, the album name, it, it's not in line with what the last five to seven years of Rival yeah. Sons has been. They're tapping into the typo negative colors. Yeah, um, which again, I'm not I'm not sitting here complaining because I, I don't complain uh you do a lot <laughs> I, I i don't complain about things that um that don't affect me and uh the art you do a lot the artistic directions of artists doesn't affect me so i don't care no i really like what i've heard so far we're actually gonna see them in about a week yes so. it's about a week and we'll see them i'm, I'm excited about that i'm a little I, I don't know what the word is because i i I like the fact that we're going to see them in a small, intimate venue. The first time I saw Rival Sons was in a very small, intimate venue. Um, but it it kind of bothers me that over the last 10 years or so that I've been aware of Rival Sons, they've they've not gotten more popular in the United States. They seem to have kind of leveled off and maybe even you know tailed off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that that's also kind of the... Um unfortunately the natural progression of most musical acts probably um you know there there a lot of like the ones that are in your day-to-day life probably doesn't feel like it like slipknot's not gonna fall off right. right um and i don't like using the word fell off but um because well, I, I would argue I, that I don't think that that's what happened over the last 10 years you know there, there's been several bands that we follow that have have grown quite a bit. Yeah. Um, um, you know, your Volbeats, your Ghosts. Um, and then, you know, others have just kind of stayed. I mean, I guess it's it's always been like this. But it it just, it, it kind of bothers me that a band as, as just as good as Rival Sons isn't really finding that, that 
widespread popularity that I was hoping they would. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it it was when when that show got announced, it was kind of weird seeing them at a venue of that size. Yeah, um, and like I said, the first time I saw them, they were in even a smaller venue than that. Which even then, I was like, this this band's way too good to be in this tiny little bar in the middle of Missouri. But you know, so be it. And then then I got. I started familiarizing myself with them and saw that they were more popular in Europe as so many rock bands are. Um, so, you know, good for them. But, but yeah, just, I, I know that the next couple of times I saw them, the, the venues got gradually larger. So I was just hoping that they would at least still be at that level. But like I said, the chance to see them in this tiny little intimate venue, I, I'm looking forward to that. But. No, yeah, I th- I think it'll be a good show. Um, I'm excited. I, mean, I can't remember. I don't know if I've seen Rival Sun since I saw them open for uh, Slash a few years ago. Probably not. They haven't really been around here. Um, I don't think they came through here on that last album cycle in that 2019. That would have been the, the summer of 2019. Right. Um, in which right after that the world ended. So I guess I guess not. Right. Um, and that, you know, that was a great show. They opened for Slash, uh, which was, you know, an upgrade to Hillbilly Herald. And so... <laughs> As anything would be. Yeah. It, uh, so it's it's fun to see them back. Um, I'm excited for this new album. It's going to be a bit, but uh, the the song's good. I like the direction. I think someone in the in the in the world should make a rival sons crowbot tour happen um, <laughs> that would be cool that's my newest idea that's another band that i'm hoping their their popularity is able to to increase over the next few years because they're such a fun band to see live and and a good band musically on top of it and you know we we just missed them a couple weeks ago they weren't they weren't in town but they were close and we were seeing another show but they're opening for Guar. Yes. And, you know, I'll be damned if I'm going to go to a Guar show. But I'd go to see Crobot and leave. But we keep to see, we keep seeing them open for other people, which is great. They're, they're working, they're touring. But I'd love to see a Crobot headlining show. Yes, I would. I, I don't have the strongest grasp of what level Crobot really is at. Um, like you said, we, we see them open, or we've seen them open being the one of the lower build bands on a four band show in a you know a smaller venue um then also going back I saw them at, at Rockfest so I don't know what their what kind of level of venue they're pulling on their own um to necessarily go out and headline I'm not sure that they're doing um, headlining shows Yeah I don't I'm I'm not sure if it Seems they are. like they j- jump from one opening slot to the next which you know if that works for them i mean yeah they i mean they 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 obviously stay very busy um they do a lot of the regional stuff so they'll they'll go out and and support a shaman's harvest on their midwest run and 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 stuff like that um but yeah i think that'd be a, a good uh blending of of styles and uh, a fun show to see those two so a band that we both love and saw just about a year ago, Gojira has new music out. They do, and I was surprised by it because I didn't know why they do. It's always weird, and I say this, it, it, it's a good song, and I enjoyed it. 
It, it It's always weird whenever a single comes out not too long after an album came out. And then it's and then it's always like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you what are you scheming over there? Um, yeah, because we haven't heard anything about a, an album announced on this, have we? No, I haven't. At least um, I've only just I I didn't even see that they I haven't seen really anything on their end. I just saw a Gojira single pop up. Yeah, on my that's end. all. That's all that's showing. There's nothing showing as a release date on a new album or anything like that. But the song itself is really good. Yeah, it's you know it's it's Gojira and Gojira is really good. Um, it's called Our Time Is Now. Yes. So that um, I didn't. Admittedly, I didn't pay the closest of attention to the lyrics as I listened to it. That seems like another one of the in line of. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word political, but uh, Gojira's societal. Um, commentary. Commentary, yeah. Just social uh, commentary. Social commentary. That's the what word, I was looking for. Word you're looking for. I listen. I have a lot of big words in my head all the time, and so it, it sometimes I it takes a minute to. Uh, well, Gojira's right got spot. that sound that, and when we talk about Alter Bridge in a few minutes, they they fall kind of into the same category, but they're they're a heavy band. And if you listen to older Gojira, you know, you really get the the growls and the metal sounds and whatnot. And they still, you know, have that, that vocal quality, but it's more melodic than many metal bands. It is. And and part of that's just because uh, Joe's great. Yeah. Jo- Joe's great. Um, and so it's... I'm getting paused up. I had surgery a week ago, so I'm all... Uh, I'm all hopped up on goofballs yeah. right now. That was like 10 days ago, everyone, that Jack had some very minor surgery. They, uh, they put me under the knife and, and under the gas. He's blaming literally everything on it the last 10 days. I have holes in my mouth, <laughs> and I'm supposed to just be a real person when I have holes in my mouth, and I'm not about it. No, uh, that just reminded me of a fun time that I was doing a radio show back in back in high school and i i was either doing it on my own or with one other person but i was also recently concussed um which i don't know who who and who has not been uh working in radio of our listeners but that that's not a place you want to be when you're concussed and you can't think and you know you your brain doesn't work and so i was talking about sports as i tended to do and then I completely lost my train of thought. So then I saved it with, by the way, I'm concussed right now, um, which was a revelation for literally everybody because I didn't tell anyone I had a concussion. But it was a, that's a funny side story that I had. Gojira. We can move on to the next one. <laughs> and this one, this one's kind of cool because we, we don't really make a big deal out of anniversaries, anything like that. But we are just over three years into this podcast now. Oh. And at our average gain of listenership, we're almost up to nine listeners. Anyway, (laughs) when we started this podcast in the fall of uh, 2019, I almost said 1993, um, we had just seen, it was like literally the day after or the week, the Monday after whatever that we just saw Godsmack. Yes. And they're, they're starting up a new cycle and they've got a new single out called Surrender. Yes. And I assume we're going to see it. Well, I'm not assuming. I know we're going to see a Godsmack album out here pretty soon. Um, 
<laughs> no, a Godsmack album uh, should be on the horizon, which theoretically would point in the direction of a Godsmack tour. Uh, Godsmack is on record of hating St. Louis, so they'll never come. <laughs> they don't like to come here very often. Uh, but I'm sure they'll come to Kansas City, so we'll make the drive over to the Cable Dahmer, I bet, and uh, see our friends in Godsmack, who, um, what's funny is, since that show that you're talking about, Hailstorm opened, Yes, I think I've since seen Hailstorm four times. Oh yeah, they, they, they come and, through weekly almost. And, and that's, in two of those three years, we're in a pandemic. Yeah, the Godsmack. Where, where there wasn't live music. Godsmack. It, the, their St. Louis shows are few and far between. Um, we have seen them in Kansas City, of course, a couple times here in town. But man, those were those were there was a lot of years in between those. Well, yeah, it's it's because uh, St. Louis sports typically own Boston sports, and it made Godsmack upset. <laughs> They're off in Europe right now, and I know they had to cancel a couple shows because of illness. And Godsmack's funny on social media because they they don't ignore the dumb comments. They, they lean into them, whoever runs their social media. And they announced, they had like three shows in America, like one-offs. And then they ran over to Europe and that just angered the, the, the social media mob. And everyone was saying, Oh, you know, when are you going to play Dallas? When are you going to play whatever? And, and they were like, well, we have a system. We're adhering to that system. We're going to go off to Europe. We haven't been there in a few years. And, then when we come back in 2023, we're going to do America. It's always weird. I, I It is one of my favorite things watching um, people complain to entities on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or whatever. As if, like, it, you, you see it a lot with sports, but you do see it in, especially with, like, musical artists, but bands specifically where it's not someone's Instagram. It's a band's Instagram. So it's either going to be one of five people anyway. Right. But, you know, the person running it's usually not Sully. Right. Um, and and it's always hilarious when you when people complain to those entities on, on the social medias because it's like no one that can help you is going to see this message. You're screaming at into a void where the most that'll happen is that the social media intern is going to make fun of you with exactly, yeah. And and what's really funny about that particular complaint is, I, I've seen this with comedians a bunch too. I can't tell you how many times you'll see someone whine, "Oh, when are you going to come to you know Phoenix or or whatever the town is?" And then the response is, "We were literally there last Friday." I've also I also have seen an element of it where it's the oh you know come to wherever and the response is uh, instead of yelling at me yell at your local promoters and have them promote us that too yell at your local radio stations and have them play us and all it and it's because there there is a I, I think what's lost in the fact that nobody knows what they're talking about quite literally ever is that touring is not an easy uh system uh, what they when when you have to get a bunch of gear and take it to twenty different locations across a country, it's not always easy. There's no yeah, it's 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 insane how much goes into it. And dudes that are tour managers, they earn every penny because they have to corral 
they have to corral all the gear, the logistics of getting that gear from point A to point B. That most of this gear is rented. Everyone, it's it's not like bands have all this stuff just sitting around in a warehouse. Some of them have certain elements, but a lot of it is rented from a production house. They they have to figure out the trucking from you know where they're going to start the tour, and then get that gear from point A to point B to point C. They have to get the crew. They have to get local crew. They have to get accommodations for the traveling crew. They've got to rent buses for crew and sometimes band. When it's a bigger band, then they've got to make all of the travel arrangements from point A to point B. If it's a band that is legendarily, you know, troublemakers, which you don't see as much these days, but I got to think that the tour managers in the late eighties were probably going gray early (laughs) because then you don't know if your lead singer is ODing in a hotel room with a hooker, or if he's just gotten arrested trying to score drugs in an alley somewhere. They, again, they, they don't necessarily have to think about that as much as they used to, but you've got that added aspect to it. Then you've got to worry about ticket sales and as popular as a band may be in one city they may not be selling as well 600 miles away so then while you you're looking at this date circled on the calendar that you've had booked for six months and you're still 50 percent, you know what do you do then you see you see a lot of weird postponements and cancellations in the concert industry that get blamed on whatever a lot of times it's low ticket sales they just end up skipping that. So yeah, it's, it's a crazy business. The, the, the concert industry is just a crazy business. And then on the fans end, you know, you, you, you want a band to come, you want a band to come, uh, maybe a band reunites like uh blink 182 is going to, and goes on that money grab tour. And then you find out, you know, the cheapest tickets are 500 bucks. And out of that, you know, Ticketmaster has got to get their 480 bucks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just such an insane business. No, it is, and that's and it, it it's just not that I'm the the live music touring expert, but I know more than most. And so then, whenever you see people complain about something as minuscule as that, it's always, like like we poke our fun. I don't have hold uh, anything against Godsmack for just hating St. Louis so much and and boycotting uh, this great city, um, <laughs> but. You know, other bands do it too, and it's it's kind of just a a thing that happens. Some bands don't go to certain cities because they don't do as well there, and and it's not uh, fiscally responsible for them to go there. Uh, yeah, it is a business. As much as business, as much as bands would probably like to connect with all their fans, you know, they've they've got to make they, they they've got to they've got to feed everybody on the payroll. And then, you know, in the end, make a few bucks for themselves. And, uh, you know, that's harder and harder to do. And bands used to go out for, you know, two solid years. They would do a world tour. You know, Van Halen would release an album in 1980 and go on the road till, you know, late 1981. And then they'd be so burned out. Of course, they're probably a bad example because they put an album out every year. But back then they did anyway. But a band would, would, they would have this tour cycle where they would just be so burned out from being on the road for 300 straight days or whatever that they would just either self-destruct or go into hiding. 
bands don't do that anymore. They, they'll go out for six weeks, eight weeks maybe, and then take a nice break and then go out for another leg. And they've got that more under control too. But by doing so, they've, they've got to be a lot smarter about where they play. Yeah. Um, so, again, maybe we'll see uh, Godsmack and, and Co. run through uh, run through town. But I, I'm sure they'll be in a satellite location. We can catch that show. All right. In the meantime, the name of that new song of theirs is Surrender. It's Surrender. Good one. It's not the uh, cheap trick It's not. Song. And uh, no, no word on when the new album comes out. But Oh, that's what I wanted to say is there was a lot of news a week or so ago when, you know, around the time that this single was released, that this new album will be their last. Yes. And Sully was kind of making a, I don't know if he's just feeling kind of, you know, nostalgic or down, or if this is an actual thing they're considering, but his, his thought was basically, we've been doing this for 20 some odd years. When we go out, the people want to hear the hits. After this album, we're just going to be one of those bands that tours and plays the hits and and doesn't bother recording new music. That um, is interesting. I, I don't know how much weight I put into um, that just because opinions change rather quickly in uh, industries that make money. They do. Um, but on the topic of that, and I don't know, I didn't... L- I looked into this uh, further on my own, and I couldn't really... I mean, I didn't go looking that hard, but I didn't see anything on the Five Finger Death Punch social medias, but I saw a Loudwire article that Ivan Moody of Five Finger Death Punch uh, was reportedly retiring. Yeah, I saw that too, and and I didn't look into it too much because I I don't care about them. Until December. Um, So I don't know if that's uh, at the end of the tour, he's or or what's going to really come of that, but... uh, I saw Five Finger open for Godsmack many, many moons ago. So yeah, it's kind of in, connected. It's interesting to me, though, that, it, you know, you a business that it's a creative business. And usually performers, whether they're singers, comedians, actors, whatever, they, they tend to still want to create whether or not anybody pays attention to that. And that's why you still see bands or artists put out records, you know, 30, 40 years into their career that, Maybe nobody even knows that they get released, but they do. And those songs might not make it into the live show, but it gets it's that creative outlet for the artist. And I just wonder if Sully is and the rest of the band is like, eh, you know what? We're just we're tired, we're old, we'll go out and make a few bucks performing, but enough of this trying to come up with an album and recording and, and that whole thing. What I would what I would guess is probably going to happen is that is the mindset and that's the thought process and they're not going to think or or rush to get an album because they're it's not like Godsmack releases albums every two years anyway they yeah we're they, you know, they space four, hour, out. four years away from their last one and the one before the one before that was a few years uh, you know they 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 take their time and I I would probably say that. Uh, and it's very likely that the, there's not another Godsmack album. I just don't want to say never. I I just in in things like this, whenever whenever someone says something definitive, I never take it as definitive. If oh, I agree, happens. I agree. I I I I see where they're coming from, and and uh, I hope they 
all do what they want to do, but I can also see in seven years they've been touring for the land. And they're like, yeah, let's throw some together. Right. And, you know, so many bands create on the road, you know, as as we know, being on the road is is a fairly monotonous, you know, existence for, for bands. And so a lot of them will fill that time creating on the road. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see something down road from them. It does kind of bother me that they've, you know, the Sully kind of blamed the whole, you know, people like to come out and see the hits. They they don't want to hear a new song. And and I know the vast majority of people that go to shows have that mentality. I don't share that. I love it when a band breaks out a new song. And I it always bugs me that that people can't sit still long enough to listen to that. They've they've got to, you know, wait for the one that they hear on the radio or whatever. And so it it, it kind of that, that kind of bugs me, bums me out a little bit. But, you know. They're, they're going to do what they want to do, and they've got, what, 25 years of success in this industry, so more power to them. Hope, hope it all works out, but I am looking forward to the new record. Yeah, and if we do some, if them kind of cutting the record, writing and recording part out of it, and which lets, allows them to tour more often, I, I that's a fair trade. In that's my, true. Nothing wrong with that either. Um, all right. You want to talk about Slipknot first or Alter Bridge? That's a good question. Uh, so well, sure. We'll talk about Slipknot. Um, how 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 well versed are you in the ways of Slipknot? I have listened to that record many times. Okay, I have also listened to it. I got to look it up because I don't know the names. At the the, uh, the end so far is what it's called. It is the end so far. Um, and I no, this is a great album. I think the last two Slipknot albums have been really good. Um. I especially, I think there's a lot of really solid songs on on this one. I think the opening track Adderall is a really, um, it's not a metal song. It's like a, just kind of a weird, creepy. Yeah, it's like a mood song. Mood song, and I and I think it's really good. Um, you like the song Yen a lot, and I love th- that song. I think I also do. I didn't listen to it much whenever it was a single because I didn't. Um, but as I've, especially with this album, because they, they stacked all the singles at the top, um, so I just kind of ignored them, because uh, I knew I was going to listen to the album a lot, and I didn't want to listen to the same three singles at the top of the album every time. But uh, yeah, those, I, I think the first half of the album is is, is obviously the more familiar uh stuff but the second half i think is what's that song medicine for the dead is that what it's called yes he's still looking at the track list that one's a really good one i think the final what's the final track called called finale oh yeah that (laughs) what's the what's the one before that called desad what desad desad yeah d-e-s-a-d-e after the marquee desad all right um i'm sure i like that uh like the song i think finale is a finale not a a song Uh, not a song um but that's I don't quote me on that. Uh, but this is a really good album. I think it's really interesting. Now that I've learned that Slipknot is not Corey Taylor's baby, um, and he's just kind of a guy that's there. It's 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 allowed me to listen to Slipknot with a new perspective, almost, and it's kind of interesting. This brings up a comment I I saw on social media the other day that that made me laugh. And I, it had nothing to do with the Slipknot. 
I don't think. Um, but talking about that, you know, we, we, we've learned that Slipknot is kind of clowns, baby. Yes. And again, I can't remember why this comment was made. I, I have a bad habit of just reading comments. Um, but somebody posted that they, they used the example of clown and they said, they said, remember everybody, there's a guy named clown that makes his living banging a bat against a, a keg drum or a keg, you know, whatever, a barrel. And I thought to myself, boy, you have no idea, do you? Yeah, no, uh, Clown's a busy guy. A lot of people don't know that Clown was the original drummer of Slipknot. Yeah. Um, when they first formed in the late 90s, and there was five of them, uh, Clown ran the kit. Then they got... Uh, Joey? Joey, yes. They got Joey to uh, throw down, and Clown was like, well, I don't... I said this to you the other day, and I, I, I forgive me for not knowing the name of their current drummer. The drumming on Slipknot Records is amongst the best you will hear in rock and roll. Yes, uh, it is that. Um, it's insane how good their drummers are. I need, now I need to look up their, because I know their drummer's name, and but I can't remember it, and so now I have to see it. Uh, no, Joey Jordison, uh, may he rest in peace, He was he, he's one of the best drummers kind of in the was in 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 the in the uh industry for a while i mean those early not early but the 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 run of slipknot albums that he had and then after he was done with slipknot he had a few other projects that i cannot remember the name of um one of them was like scars of martyr or something like that but he was i mean he's really good um and there's so many names in slipknot i don't know who the drummer is it jay weinberg uh Yes, current uh, Jay Weinberg. Jay Weinberg as well is another. Just you know, we've seen him twice now. Just an incredible, incredible drummer. The the Slipknot's one of those. It's it's crazy that Slipknot kind of still has the stigma of being Slipknot, which I guess they are Slipknot, and they do wear masks. And there's 34 of them, and three of them bang kegs with a drum. One of them just kind of runs around the stage doing nothing, and the other one plays the turn. I get all the criticism. Wouldn't it be funny if that guy was their tour manager? <laughs> but, but there's so, like Jim Root and Mick Thompson are incredible guitar players, incredible riff writers. The f- bass player, formerly, he has a headless bass. I think his name's like Alessandro or something. It's a it's a Latin name. Um, you know, him as well as Paul Gray are both really solid bass players. They, they, Corey Taylor's a, an amazing singer. They, they 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 write great songs. They, I think, lyrically mean a lot more than people think. Oh, absolutely they do. Talk about, you know, social commentary. Especially the last couple, like, y- yeah, maybe Wait and Bleed isn't the most uh, deep song in the history of songs, but... You know, I listened to, um, it was, I think I was listening to Liquid Metal recently, and they played the, it was right before the album came out, and they played the, the single Hive Mind, um, and they had one of those Sirius XM artist introductions where Corey Taylor kind of explained the, the meaning and behind, uh, Hive Mind, and that, yeah, that's a very, uh, social commentary centered song, and it's a great song. Um, but I think this is a really good work from them. I think the 
it was when they released the Chapel Town rag, it got a lot of good reception and you could see that they were cooking something. And I think that whenever they released the dying song, it was like, yep, this is, this is going to be a good one. And here it is. It is. And uh, hopefully, well, they've, they've been playing various shows all summer long, really, and into the fall. And uh, hopefully they come back through here soon. Because I know they've been, they've touched into our state, but... Yes, um, they they were they were uh, adjacent to us the same night as uh, Alice in Chains and Breaking Benjamin, so we couldn't go. Right, um, but I, that we, might have been the same night that uh, Crobot was was I, with uh, I think Gore. <laughs> there was like I think it's true three three shows, you know, within a couple of hours of here, and we we had had those Alice in Chains tickets for like for six months, months yeah. yeah. So. We probably would have gone with that anyway. But. but someone that we do get to see in March, I think it's March. I don't know dates. Alter Bridge also released an album. Yes, and this one's called Pawns and Kings. It is. Um, These guys are such workaholics, and they're always around. And we talk about this a lot because you know Miles does his thing with Slash. He's got his solo thing. Mark Tremonti's got his band. He did the Frank Sinatra thing recently. What I'm getting at is these guys put out an Alter Bridge album out about every three years, and it always seems like they just had an album out. Yes. Um, And this is a good one as well. Um, I think the opening track, This Is War, I think is what it's called. That's a fantastic song, yeah. Fantastic song. I think the the title track, to close it out, is a a really good way to end an album. Uh, I think... What's it called? Sin after sin. Sin after sin's that a good one. Got a Silver tongue. Really, really good uh, riff. This is another band that you know Mark Tremonti's such a heavy guitar player, but they have the melody and Miles. Miles is one of the great rock singers. He's really developed, I think, over the last ten years into just one of the all time greats. Yeah, no, he he's really good. Um, I think the there's sin after sin features more prominent Mark Tremonti background vocals. Um, but yes. then I think if you go down to stay, I think it is. Yeah. Um, that's the one that uh, Mark Trade. sings and, and Miles kind of takes the backup role. But I mean, how many bands have like not many, there's like four bands on the planet that have a singer as good as Miles Kennedy. I don't think there's a band on the planet that has, a backup singer as good as Mark Tremonti in it. And every time that I think of the existence of Creed, it baffles me. Cause <laughs> I, like Mark Tremonti has four solo albums, maybe a fit, maybe five now um, without counting too hard, but four or five solo albums, then the Frank Sinatra album. And you listen and you're like, this guy's such a good singer. And then you listen to arms wide open. And you're like, he was just in the studio playing the acoustic guitar during right. Just gritting his teeth, <laughs> and then, it, yeah, it's it's just fascinating. And then, you fact, you, you know, they they put on a great show. I'm really excited to see that. That's got as Wolfie opening. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Wolfie and Alter Bridge. It's going to be a, a night of talented guys playing playing good music. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. It, I like. I, I like a lot of, I, I like the theme of this album. I like the uh just the yeah, just the overall vibe of it. 
Well, you can work and talk at the same time. Okay, well, no, that's 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 actually such an awful thing to say to me because any time that you have to do the the slightest bit of work, you're like, oh, I have to uh, look over here now, and then if I don't say something in a split second, you throw the biggest hissy fit in the world. So no. I, I thought that I thought that the policy crossed over and that whenever I had to be busy, you would take it. I, I'm fine with that, except that you were in the middle of a sentence. I was, and then I got sidetracked because you gave me a task. I just figured you could pat your hand and talk at the same time. Well, I've been talking for the last 30 minutes to with <laughs> with no response, just having to oh, is that right? just having to claw my way through two album reviews back to back with no input from anyone else in the room. So whenever I think of a band like Alter Bridge, or even Slipknot for that matter, one thing that, that happens a lot more in current music than it did 20, 30 years ago is that people are in multiple projects. Yes. And as we know, Miles has his thing with Slash, and he also does solo work. Tremonti's got his side thing, as we just said. In Slipknot, you know, Corey Taylor's got Stone Sour from time to time. He's got his solo work. I always wonder, especially when when guys or girls write songs in both projects or multiple projects, how they divide that up. And I'm always, you know, if, if I don't know if Miles comes to a recording session with lyrics in hand, I don't know if he kind of hears what Slash has got brewing or what Mark Tremonti's got brewing and then starts writing lyrics. I don't know if that all happens organically while they're all in studio together. I, I don't know their process. But I always wonder if if any of them are, are you know, Alter Bridge's new album comes out, and I wonder if Slash is home going, oh, that, I, I wonder what I could have done with that song. Or, you know, I, I wish he would have brought that to me or something like that. I, I just wonder if that stuff happens. Because, you know, 30 years ago, you didn't, you didn't see the primary singer or songwriter or guitar player of a band also release another album with another band that year and have that dynamic going on. Yeah. No, it's uh, an interesting and more modern kind of, I don't want to say issue, but thing that happened. Yeah, in, yeah. It's just, I mean, record companies probably wouldn't even have allowed it back in the 80s. Spe- but- like, especially you go back to the... 2015, 26. I think Mark released his All I Was album. This is off the top of my head, so I might be off with a year or two. All I Was came out in 2014, I think. Cauterize came out in 2015. Then he had Dust come out in 2016. And then he also had Show Me a Leader, or The Last Hero, come out in 2016. And then he had A Dying Machine come out in 2018. In which I think Alter Bridge had an album in eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, they had one in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it, it's it's endless with them. They're they're constantly working, and, and and maybe because of that, they they're they don't worry about that that much. I I just always wonder about that because the only real example I can think of in the eighties was Phil Collins in Genesis. Ah, uh, yes, because Phil Collins never really left Genesis back then, but he had a ton of solo success. And I always wondered, you know, after he had a number one hit with something, if the guys in Genesis were like, Oh geez, you know, what, what could we have done with that? And who knows? They, they might've all had it all figured out, but 
I, I wonder about that more now because you just see so many people involved in multiple projects. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an interesting concept. It is. I, I don't have uh, much input to, to give you. Um, mostly because I've given all my input in the last five minutes <laughs> yes. of talking you've, to myself. You've carried the show. Your, your shoulders must be extremely tired by now. They are. So we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up then. Yeah, if you say all so. Right. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody, to the Way of Rock podcast with Jeff and Jack. Remember to stop by our website, support the podcast by clicking through to the store and saving yourself 15% on a t-shirt or a hoodie. You can use the promo code ROCK1, ROCK1, and save 15%. Get that done in time for the holidays. In the meantime, for Jack, this is Jeff, and this has been the Way of Rock podcast. Take it easy, everyone.